Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. It's Thanksgiving week, and what do we think of? We think of being with family and friends and planning a big menu, a big meal around the table, and having time with fellowship and good food and just being thankful. But I wanted to first tell you how thankful I am for you, those of you that listen to this podcast week in and week out and share it with other people and not only listen, but you take the truths, you take the principles that are spoken into, that are taught through this podcast, and you pray through them for your own life and then take action on them according to however the Holy Spirit is leading you. So I'm very thankful for that because I know that the way we'll change this nation is taking the truth from the Word of God and just simply obeying that truth and walking. It'll be from heart to heart to heart. We're looking to people individually to rise up and be an astounding leader in positions of government or so forth to change us. But I really believe that God is speaking to the heart right now. He's speaking to each one of us and teaching us, taking us to the Word of God, convicting us through the Holy Spirit, leading us by the Holy Spirit, and instructing each one of us how to be a part of changing our nation. I really believe that we will change the nation by changing the home, and we change the home by changing the heart. And so coming up on Thanksgiving week, Week, it's certainly a time for each one of us to look at our heart and be so thankful for what God has taught us, where He's led us. Be thankful for what God's doing in our nation, even though some of it may be devastating, disappointing, discouraging. Be thankful that God has us where we are because it's helping us to see ourselves as we are, see ourselves as a people, as a society, as a culture, seeing us in a way that we are desperate for God, and then turning the heart back to God, not turning the heart to someone else to bail us out or get us through a season, but truly turning the heart back to God and allowing God to take over our heart and being thankful that these circumstances that we're in is doing that. And I'm thankful that in this podcast, you're listening to those things. And as you listen to the Holy Spirit and obey the Holy Spirit, God's using you to help change our nation by changing your heart and then implementing it in your home and changing your home and your family. And you say, well, that's a slow process. But listen, the Holy Spirit can work like a speed of lightning as each one of us just simply obeys. And so I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for you and thankful for how you are obeying the Holy Spirit and being a part of a revolution, I believe, of turning back to the heart of God by turning our heart back to God. And for me, I believe that has a greater impact and potential to restore glory, to restore 
order back in our nation as each one of us does that. So I wanted to tell you first that I'm thankful for you and thankful that this podcast has a forum to speak into that matter. You know, I was thinking just this week, how many podcasts there are. For me, I could be listening to podcasts continuously through all my waking hours. There are a lot of good podcasts out there. There are a lot of people that God has raised up to speak truth into what's going on in our nation and what's going on in the home and in the church today. So I want to tell you, thank you that you fit this podcast into your schedule because I know there are a lot of podcasts you could be listening to. So I'm thankful for that. But I did want to prepare us. I wanted to speak into Thanksgiving that is upon us and how each one of us could prepare our heart to truly be thankful regardless of our circumstances regardless of the condition of your family, regardless of the condition of what's going on around you. And I want to take us to Scripture because I believe there is where we find the direction. Then I want to speak just some very practical things that you can do to make sure that you don't miss a thankful season that we are walking into and that your heart will truly be the one that God will use to bring peace around you with a thankful heart. And I look to Colossians 3.15. I believe it's such a key scripture to give us these instructions. And it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. What is he saying? Paul here writing to the church. It would be to us today. We are one body. Hey, this is the body of Christ. And we're to let the peace of Christ, regardless of what's going on around us, rule in our hearts and be thankful. So how do we become thankful? We got to focus on the peace of Christ ruling in our heart. And I believe that when we get there, I mean a multitude of thankfulness can flow through us. So what is being thankful? It's the way we express gratitude. We know that we've received the favor of God on our life. We recognize specifically things that God has favored us with recently, and we express that. We express it in words and emotions and feelings with a grateful, with a generous heart. And really, gratitude is a virtue. It's a very high virtue. And God wants us to stop and be thankful and recognize it, acknowledge it, that we have received it. Remember, it's a past tense. You've already received it. You're just now acknowledging what you have. And you know, I found in my own life when I become thankful and I start to openly acknowledge what I'm thankful for, you know what it does? It seems to calm the emotions. It seems to, you know, get the mind focused on what God really has done and on the important things. And then that empowers the heart. Why? And now you have some peace. Your heart is peaceful because it's been settled, because your mind is back focused, because of all the things that God truly has done in your life and around you. But let me caution right here. What will attempt to be happen is that we may look to the world to get this counterfeit. 
you know, to calm our emotions or to calm our feelings or to settle in with the false peace around us, you know, the world may bring to us a counterfeit. What are some of those? To, you know, to calm down some chaos and emotions around us. Some people reach for a drink of alcohol to calm the emotions. That's the way they get peace. Be alert to this. Or they may reach for a, another pill, swallow another pill, let it calm you down. You know, Scripture says that puts you under a spell. It just kind of puts you in a stupor. Or another way that people try to get this false peace or this calmness of the emotions is they will isolate themselves. What do they do? They just isolate themselves, get away from it. And then what happens many times when you take that ride, you dwell on the pain the pain that others are bringing you through or have brought you through and you feel sorry for yourself. And so by getting in that frame of mind, you think that brings you peace. That is a counterfeit. So let me say that we don't want to fall for those counterfeits. It's a trick because it's only, you know, a temporary peace for the moment and it'll snatch a grateful heart. And so what we want to start to do is to express our gratitude to for God, for thanking God that he hasn't given up on us. Because I will tell you, I look to the scripture, I think about the scripture, Sarima, that God spoke to me a long time ago in Job 34. And it says something to, to this effect that we're just one breath away. One breath of God away from us perishing. Do you know if God took his breath away out of this world? we would perish. That's what Job 34, 14, and 15 says. And so we can be thankful that God hasn't removed his breath from us, that we haven't perished. He hasn't given up on us. And he's given us this opportunity to turn back to him, to run back to God, let God be our refuge, become dependent upon God once again, acknowledge God. And we've talked about all that in other podcasts, but we can be thankful that God hasn't taken his breath from us. But what do we do if we find ourselves coming into this season of Thanksgiving and we seem overwhelmed and that can happen real easy or we get depressed because our life doesn't look as good as everybody else's or my family isn't getting together like everybody else's family's getting together or I look on Facebook and everybody looks so happy and everybody's, you know, speaking out about all the things that's going on in their family and in their home and mine doesn't look like that and so the enemy tries to snatch your thankfulness. What do you do? Well, just what scripture says, you come back and let the peace of Christ reign in your heart because we are one body, we are in Christ, and we can be thankful. Well, I, I want to help us right here how to do that. Because listen, for me, with things that I'm walking through in my family, in my life, and circumstances around me, I could look out there five minutes on Facebook, and I could start to go down quick. I could get discouraged and depressed in a hurry, because it looks like everybody else has got it all together. It looks like all the other families are, have got the perfect picture of Thanksgiving approaching. I could go down and get overwhelmed and get hurt by it because, well, why hadn't God blessed me like that? I want to be grateful too, but why hadn't God benefited my life like he's benefiting or having favor on their life? I want to stop right there and I want us to look, how do we do that? How do we get our heart back where we have the peace of Christ ruling our heart where we can truly be thankful? 
regardless of where we are, the first thing you do is you ask the Holy Spirit to bring to your remembrance all the benefits you've received from God this year. And then what do you do as the Holy Spirit brings them? Because it's easy to forget it, is it not? It's easy to just keep going on through life and we forget the things that God has truly done for us, the little things. But stop and say, Holy Spirit, will you bring them to my remembrance? And then write them down. Write them out. Literally write them out. Take a moment to do that. Not just think about it, but write it down. And then, as you have written this list, and write it as the Holy Spirit speaks it to you. It's easy for us to be presumptuous and take for granted what God has done, that we miss it. But write it out, and then out of faith, begin to read aloud scriptures of gratitude that define it. Put the Word of God on it. Why do I say put the Word on it? Because it's the peace of Christ that we're after to rule in our heart. See, what the enemy would want us to do is to find peace by maneuvering the peace, trying to manipulate the peace, trying to create the peace, trying to create an environment or situation in our own home, our own family, around our own life to manufacture peace. What God wants to do is to bring the peace of Christ into our heart, that that rules our circumstances, that that rules our day on Thanksgiving, that that rules coming together with our family. And the way you do that, this is a must, is that you put the Word of God on it, on every benefit that God's brought to you, the Holy Spirit's brought back to your remembrance, and you begin to speak it out loud. I just discovered, it was a rima for me, just a couple of weeks ago, studying through the book of Acts, and it was Acts 12, where it said, the Word of God must multiply. And I'm going to tell you, that is the truth. The Word of God is what must multiply in our hearts, in our home, in our world. On Thanksgiving Day, the Word of God. Why? Because it's alive. The Word can bring peace. The Word can bring reconciliation. The Word can bring thankfulness and gratitude in our heart. So, put the Word on each one of those benefits. And listen, be very sure that you put truth, the word, on particular circumstances. Because the enemy will try to get you discouraged and down and out by looking at all the, you know, bad things, devastating things that are going on around you, but put truth on them. Because you want to see God's hand in them. And then be in tune to your heart. This is the next thing. After you put the word on, be in tune to your heart as you do this. And note how the heart begins to transform your mind as you put the Word on it. Because the Word is what gives you hope. The Word is what brings righteousness. The Word is what will make things right. And it starts in the heart. And as you do, note how the heart will transform your mind. It then will start to bring a calmness over you. It will remove that spirit of competition that Facebook would try to bring between families or ruling in your mind. 
your heart will start to bring a calmness. It'll start to bring peace. It'll restore joy. Although the circumstances hasn't changed, it'll bring joy. It can make you glad. It can make you truly have gratitude for where you are in your circumstance. What? Because the Spirit of the living God, this is what it desires for us. It can lift a heaviness off of you. It can bring a sweetness. It says the word is sweet like a honeycomb. It can take a bitter attitude toward a circumstance in certain people and turn it sweet. Why? Because it always starts in the heart. And so let that word, as you speak it out and as you think about it, let it transform your mind. Let it transform your emotions. And then the next thing, hang on to the truth. Hang on to those scriptures. Because the next thing that's going to happen immediately or over the next few days, your flesh is going to rise up. Why? Because your flesh doesn't want to do this. Your flesh likes to settle in on those things that would steal your joy. And so your flesh might try to rise up. And have you look back at the things you don't have? Look back at the things you wish that God had done for you that He seems to be doing for everybody else. Look back at other people's. You're going to hear what they did for Thanksgiving. You're going to look back at those things, and it's going to try to steal your joy. And what you do is you hang on to those scriptures, because when the flesh rises up, you're going to immediately know that that is the flesh trying to steal your joy. The flesh is trying to get you back in your old circumstances of having an ungrateful heart, or being jealous of other people, envious of other families. Your flesh is going to try to get you back where you wish you had this, this, or this, and yet not think on the things that God has truly done for you during the year that you are grateful. So, and also, with the first time you see a family, that it appears that they have it all together, what are you going to be able to do? It's going to be an alert for you. You're going to be alerted how you can be thankful that, hey, they may have it all together. And you can truly be thankful with a grateful heart. Why? Because the peace of Christ rules in your heart as you continue to meditate on the Word of God and let the Word of God help you to take every thought captive and bring it into the obedience of Jesus Christ. And you can be thankful. But as you're alerted, you're going to also, so that you don't fall back in that trap of ungratefulness or heart going back to a heart of bitterness or anger, you're alerted and you speak the word out. Why? Because you speak out that word and that word that makes your heart grateful, you speak it out and your heart maintains peace. And You know, the next time you think about a family member that you know you're going to be around, they've disappointed you, they've hurt you, they've said something that hit a nerve, you're going to be thankful that they're a part of your family. You're going to be thankful that God would use them, would use that disappointment, may even use that hurt to make you better, to make you more like Christ, to drive you to the Word of God, to be more dependent upon God. See, God can use all of this if we'll just take it captive and think, okay, God, I'm grateful. 
I'm going to be grateful because you're using that to make me more like Christ. And when I go out into my community, when I go out into my church or when I'm around my family, they see Christ in me because of that circumstance, because of that hurt, because of that disappointment, because that family does hit a nerve. They're going to see your reaction and your reaction is Christ-like. They're going to see the peace of God that rules and reigns in your heart. They're going to see your gratefulness. They're going to see that when you're able to silence, you're able to silence yourself when people might intentionally say words that hurt you. They're going to see a Christ-like reaction. Why? Because you've prepared your heart that the peace of Christ rules in your heart and you are grateful. What? Someone leaves you out. I know... Over the past year, I had a circumstance where, you know, in a a situation, someone intentionally left me out. And it was so obvious what happened. And yet, because I had purposed, prepared my heart to be grateful, prepared my heart that the peace of God would rule in my heart and that I would respond Christ-like, I was able at that moment I was intentionally left out and it was obvious that they did that and I knew that they had done that I was able to respond in gratitude God thank you thank you God that I saw that because now I see a need now I see something in their heart that I need to be praying for you see how God can use these circumstances when we've prepared our heart and we can be grateful rather than lashing back, falling into the trap of the enemy, saying things that might be hurtful, but yet we can make our heart grateful by silencing, not speaking out that hurt, and saying, God, help me to maintain my peace. Another thing, we tend to get overwhelmed at holidays like Thanksgiving and, of course, Christmas coming up, and we get overwhelmed, and it looks like all the work is on us, and it can help us not to be grateful for Thanksgiving, grateful for the season, grateful for the opportunity to be together and to have a big meal and to be around the table and to hang out together on Thanksgiving Day. Here's what you have to do is you have to immediately stop and simplify things and enjoy the moment. Say, okay, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to get overwhelmed that the work is on me, that I have all this to do. Rather than all the work, I'm going to simplify the work. Rather than have five vegetables, I'm just going to serve two vegetables this year. I'm not going to put this extra work on me. And rather, I'm going to focus on enjoying the moment. I'm going to simplify the matter. And listen, the reason I can say this is because this is a, a trap for me. At Thanksgiving, Christmas, these time, big times, family coming together, I tend to get overwhelmed. Why? Because I plan too much. I do too much. I start out with a simple menu, and then I think, oh, no, this family would like to have this, so let me add this to the menu. Or I know that family would love to have this, and let me add that. Oh, no, I've got to have a big buffet of all kind of desserts, so let me add all these extra desserts to the menu. And before I know it, I have gotten myself overwhelmed because I love to cook like that. I love to cook the big meal and have the big spread and have all the special dishes that everybody likes because I want to please them. I want them to joy 
in the experience. And so in the midst of it, writing it all down, planning it, it may look like, okay, I can accomplish this, but in the process, I get overwhelmed. And then when I get overwhelmed, I start to think all the work is on me. I have to do all this that I can't even enjoy the moment. And then what happens is it's a trick of my flesh to steal my gratitude. The gratitude of being together. The gratitude of the fellowship. The gratitude of the meal together. So be alert to that. That's something I have to alert myself to. And so I have to stop and say, okay, I'm not going to overdo it. In fact, my family, my daughter Brooke, will always say, now, mother, don't overdo it. Don't overcook. Just keep it simple, mother. Just have a few dishes. You don't have to have all that extra stuff. And I hear that, but I tend not to listen and do that. And then I get overwhelmed. So, Whatever. It may be something else that overwhelms you. You may get overwhelmed of decorating the house. Got to make sure every spot in the home is fit for the season. Whatever it is, simplify it. Why? Because we want to present our heart to Father God. We want our heart to exemplify the peace of God and to show the thankfulness, the gratitude. Well, I could go on with a lot of other illustrations, but the key point that I wanted to leave with you today in preparation for Thanksgiving, and if you're listening to this podcast after Thanksgiving, you can apply this principle to another big gathering. You could apply this to your Christmas gathering. But the key, the key is for us to truly be thankful, to be thankful. And to do that, we have to prepare our heart. And to prepare our heart, it takes the Word of God, anchoring ourselves into the Word of God so that the peace of Christ rules in our heart. And then when we're out around others, we're around our family or around church members, around friends, the peace of God is what communicates to them, the peace in our heart. And then through our words, the thankfulness. And the scripture that so many of us know and we quote, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing, be acceptable to you, O Lord. Because when it is pleasing and acceptable to Him, it will be pleasing and acceptable to others. So to all of you, happy Thanksgiving. But to all of you, I pray a grateful heart. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.